Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hello, and welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem. We are so incredibly excited today to have Shari Dale on the pod with us. She is an amazingly talented poet hailing from Prince George, B.C. on the traditional territory of the Lady Tene. Her poetry has appeared in publications across Canada and it was anthologized last year in the Best Canadian Poetry of 2021 and Poetry Daily. And even more exciting, her debut book, Parasocial Butterfly, will be released this June 2022 with Metatron Press. And then on top of all of that, Shari is an integral part of Team Shanti and absolutely kills it as a copywriter, turning out some of the most beautiful, fun, and insightful quizzes and emails that we've ever seen. She's been a part of our CZ family since April 2020, and we are so stoked to be able to chat with her today on the pod and bother her five days a week on Slack. So welcome, Shari, to the podcast. So stoked to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm like blushing over here. (laughs) One of my goals in life is to make Shari blush as much as possible, and it's not hard to do. Yeah, surprisingly easy. (laughs) I am still like, what? We started working together in 2020, almost two years ago. Yeah, remember we brought her on to help with that, uh, the the Grow With Quizzes launch. She was like the social media manager of the, what was it called? The Audience Accelerator Group. That is yeah. so wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Second employee. Yeah. yeah. So grateful that you share your brilliance with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was like so jazzed to start with you guys because it was 2020 and <laughs> the old COVID was just like popping off. Right. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Cause Dawn and I had both just graduated from creative writing at uh, UBCO. And Dawn was like, Oh, you can come over here and like help with these like quizzes. I was like, Oh my God, quizzes. Like it's not what I'm writing now. <laughs> yeah. I will admit to being like, how do I keep this person near to me now that we're graduated? I think like Shari was my favorite part of why I went back to school. The last time I went back to school, it was like to meet this like brilliant, inspiring poet who was like 
so meticulous and talented. So yes, I did steal you. And now I'm doing my best to keep you and share you with Shanti and nobody else, (laughs) except for the poetry world. I'm all right with that. That's a good balance for me. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes I think about like just how much creative juice essence life force, whatever you want to call it, you put out on a regular basis. I'm like, what? Like what? Yeah. You're like writing poems over here, writing amazing quizzes and so many other things over here. And like, that is a very rare thing. Right. Or like how she asked for her birthday off. And I'm like, oh, what are you going to do for your birthday? And she's like, oh, I'm going to spend the morning writing poetry. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I just need a little bit of what you've got. Like, I just I'm like, can you can you please just like sprinkle a little bit of that inclination towards creative expression in my direction as well? Because, yeah, it's because also the poems are so good. I asked, but I didn't hear a response. And I'm hopeful that maybe she'll close us out at the end of the pod with either a poem from her new book or the one with the trout eyes. So those are, those are my requests. <laughs> I think I can swing one from the new book. Oh sure. my God. Yay. <laughs> It'll be like almost as good as being back in school. Okay. Also a fun thing about Shari is uh, that when we were having uh, regular tarot pulls in our weekly meetings, she was our our um, resident tarot witch. So I feel like that's like a good seg into the question we always ask, which is, Shari, do you identify with any of the characteristics of your astrology or human design or Enneagram or DISC or Myers-Briggs or StrengthsFinder or I don't know, you've been writing quizzes for a while now. You might even have other personality tests you've taken. (laughs) So do you want to give us the goods? Yeah, I probably astrology is the one I resonate with the most. I'm a Pisces sun, Capricorn moon, and an Aquarius rising. And like, I'm just very, like, I have a a super creative side, but I'm also, like you said, like insanely meticulous with certain things and like have this like, just inner need for order. (laughs) So they're kind of an interesting... I don't know, a couple of characteristics, I guess. I don't really know what my like mayor's breaks. I feel like I've taken a lot of personality tests, but I don't really remember what most of my results were. I think I'm a four on Enneagram, but I sort of forget what that means. (laughs) But that would make total sense if you were a four. Okay, let's talk about it. What is that? Because four is often like really creative artistic and excellent at self-expression yeah and so like sometimes more on the introverted side and shadow aspects of the four there's like a level of self-criticism and perfectionism and a little bit of like sometimes just wanting to like be a creative recluse not saying that that's totally true honestly if I didn't have people pulling me out of my like shell my like little crab shell I I would never leave my house 
take somebody like literally being like, you have to come here and do this. Like we have to hang out. It's been so long for me to actually just like get it together and go out. Cause most of the time I'd kind of rather just live in my own little inner realm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Capricorn moon. I didn't know that, but that makes sense because the Capricorn like work ethic is so there. I can see it. Capricorn is an earth sign. Is that correct? Yeah, it's an earth sign. They're kind of like, from what I've read, like notorious for being like really like perfectionistic Mm -hmm. and just like needing everything to be like a certain way, which Mm -hmm. I'm like, I resonate. (laughs) Well, as your editor, it's really great. (laughs) It's a great time. I'm like, you'll like, pass something to me and the only comments are like, Ooh, that's hilarious. Or like, wow, I never would have thought of that. Or like, we don't need this sentence and that's it. I'm like, okay, this is ready. Just Shanti, you don't even have to look at, no, I'm just joking. But like, basically like, yeah. And then I think about like how long you might have spent on like each phrase, just, just knowing, Oh, and this actually brings us into, I think what, what Shanti really wanted to talk about today was like that intersection between like poetry and copy and like you being our like resident poet. What, like, what, what do you feel? How do you, where do you, what, what do you feel? Come on. <laughs> it's definitely been like interesting, like, re- cause the book that I have coming out, a lot of it, I wrote within like the first six months of starting with you guys. And so some of the structures that like we write with or like some of the grammar that we use has like kind of made its way into the book, which I didn't really realize at first. And then going through the editing process, I was like, whoa, what are these like ellipsy lists doing here? (laughs) That looks like copywriting. Excuse me, oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. I find like a lot of kind of inspiration, I guess, in like the online world and our job kind of means that we're always in really close like connection with that and always kind of like ear to the ground with what different brands are doing and how people are kind of using their voices to connect with others and attract attention. And I think that comes into the book a lot too, because there's kind of elements of like influencer lifestyle stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. I love it. Myself when I, cause I like dropped out of school, started copywriting, went back to university. And I remember taking like upper level English classes and my teacher just being so happy about how direct my papers were like how everything was so direct and way less passive. And that was like a huge shift for me from like getting into copy from being in academia. So it's not quite poetry. Right. But like those long ass papers where it was like a, Oh my God, gendered violence in crime novels class or something like that. But I just, I just remember like, like, like my sentences got shorter and I said things, I didn't talk around them. I didn't, didn't speak around them. I was just like, yeah. and, and I was surprised that like my profs liked it. I, I assume that maybe like profs are like tired of having to wade their way through people's writing, <laughs> like writing that's meant to pull you down the page, probably like actually is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the flip side too, I find like when I'm writing copy, 
there are like certain things I do in my poetry that I like have a really hard time not, not doing in my copywriting, just like really like kind of weird, weirdly strict rules that I like set for myself where I'm like, like lately I've been having this thing where like, if I have a list of three adjectives in like copy, I have like such an issue, not alphabetizing them. I don't know why. It has no impact on anything. It's just this like weird inner word thing where I'm just like, oh my God, like I put the like D before the B or whatever. That's and so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like that, which like is kind of like easier to deal with in poetry because it is so much about just the material of language. When it comes into copy, sometimes I'm like, I need to like chill out, like seriously. <laughs> Sorry, can you tell us about your new book? Yeah, so it's I've gotten slightly better at explaining what it's about, but I still think it sounds ridiculous um, and I wrote it. So <laughs> there's that forewarning. But yeah, it's about uh, an aspiring influencer who is working as a waitress and she creates this device called a micro projector and installs it into her occipital lobe which is a part of the brain like associated with sight and kind of lives in this like VR fantasy of what life would be like as an influencer. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really weird one for me because I mean, Dawn will probably like know this, I feel like from our classes, but especially like in our first couple of years of university, the like poetry I was writing was pretty like traditional lyrical stuff. So yeah, I don't really know where it all came from. Yeah. The first poem I wrote for it, actually, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I was like high on mushrooms when I wrote it. And I was just like, I don't know, just like existing in another realm. <laughs> Maybe that's what all like sci-fi authors really <laughs> yeah. There's but, mushrooms all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely talk about that on this podcast. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's like, funny, well, actually, because well, I think the last time I like wrote a poem, I think I, I had taken some some edibles and that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It definitely for me that felt like that poem wasn't something that I would have like written if I was sober. <laughs> like, I don't know, but yeah. And then I guess it just kind of spiraled out from there and yeah, turned into this big project. Super weird. <laughs> I'm so excited to read it. So you, did you have most of it written before you found a publisher or did you find a publisher and then kind of finish it or what was your, what, what happened there? Um, yeah, it was basically, well, I thought it was completely written and I had like this big kind of publishing crush on, um, Metatron Press in Montreal because they just make these like, I don't know, like aesthetically gorgeous books. And I just, I like appreciate that so much. So I submitted it to them and yeah, they got back to me like six months later. Yeah, that's kind of how that happened but um it's changed a lot in the kind of editing process since being like picked up by them so 
I would say it's like, it's pretty much like a different book now than it was at first, but yeah, I'm grateful they could kind of see maybe the bones of it through all the (laughs) other crazy nonsensical stuff happening. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. The idea of like, especially poetry, like putting art out there and then having someone be like, yeah, but can you make it this way or what have you? So how did that, how does that, how did that land for you? Like, have you had, I know we did workshop classes all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And you you have um, published before for like all over the place. I I wanted to name them all, but you would list them for me. Um, (laughs) All all the places you're published. But yeah, how, how did that editing process feel for you? I mean, I felt like I needed help with it because like there were certain things with the book that like I saw potential for there to be this kind of like narrative thread running through it. But I didn't really know how to bring that out in poetry and like just creating something that felt like cohesive and not just like kind of a bunch of random like pop culture poems put together. Yeah, so it was actually kind of a relief to have help with that. And yeah, I don't know. It was, some of it is like hard to take because you'll just be like, oh my gosh, I need to like change all these things. And like, I put so much pressure on myself too that I don't know. Yeah. I get a bit nervous with editing, but yeah, overall I'd say it was really good. My editor's awesome. Brad Casey. Shout out Brad. Yeah. I'm curious. So all of this creative output, what does that look like in your life? I loved it too. When you were like, I'm going to have my birthday, write poetry, like as if it were a source of energy and joy and replenishment. Would you say that's the case or is it sort of sometimes that and sometimes like the opposite of that? Yeah, I would say it's definitely like sometimes the most wonderful thing in the world and sometimes the most difficult thing in the world. (laughs) But it's kind of like, like I set time aside like every day to do poetry, even if I like don't want to do it because I know that that's kind of where I derive most of the like value I experience in life is like just like creating poems creating things with words and so like when I don't have that I am like I don't know I just don't know what I'm doing and I just feel so like without direction that I'm like I literally for my health have to like keep writing my own kind of creative stuff yeah I don't know I mean poetry for me feels like kind of I don't know if masturbatory is a word it it feels like that where it's just like like I feel like I'm just like sitting in my room playing with myself or something like it's sorry I don't know if you guys want to cut that out but like it's just like it's like that it's just like pleasure that I can like access at any time like it's good well I feel like reading your poetry and listening to you read your poetry is like having an orgasm. (laughs) So I think we're on the same page. You might be pleasuring yourself, but yeah, just the beauty and the images and and also like the the depth of, I want to say like paradox or something, like the places that you send my mind through what you create is really, really 
pleasurable. And instead of making me feel shitty about my own poetry, it makes me feel inspired to write, which is really, really cool. So yeah, I don't, I, I mean, keep, keep playing with yourself, Shari. I will, Dawn. I love that um, analogy. Yeah. That's like the best thing I have to compare it to. I don't know. I like try to find ways to describe like how I feel writing poetry, but like on good days, it is just like everything I say now is going to sound so dirty. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like the most kind of condensed form of like joy that I've experienced. Yeah. This brings me to another question because maybe size does matter. Um, (laughs) Can you talk about a little bit so you were talking about like alphabetizing lists and I remember you talking about like measuring your lines with a um like a ruler where does that come from and do you know what you're trying to do when you do those things or what's happening there I genuinely don't know especially with the line length thing like the only thing I can think of that like may have caused that was just really wanting the poem to look a certain way but it's just the intensity of my need to like do those little things. I'm like, what is this? I think part of it might be because they're like, like having those little like rules kind of gives you something to like bounce off of, or gives you like constraints to work within, which makes creating things feel more like manageable sometimes, but that's not the reality of the situation. Like it's like, I don't know. Like they don't actually help anything. They just make me feel like I'm in control. Yeah. I love that poem where you talk about like Smirnoff ice and like yarrow. I don't know. I think I'm not exactly right, but you talk about like drinking as a teenager and then you like list different herbs. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And so much of your poetry, it'll be like these like real life. Maybe I mean more like human situations or like, or or emotions or sensations and then it's just like interspersed with nature or is it the Nachaco river is that what it's called yeah that one comes up quite a bit Uh I'm living back in Prince George now and I live quite close to that river and it just like I find it pops up in a lot of my poems Mm -hmm. yeah well now when I see that word on a map I think of your poetry yeah Yeah, it's cool how poetry can be so or I guess just language in general can be so linked to place and it just kind of forms this like impression of what an area is I was talking yesterday to um, a university class that I spoke with about that and particularly in like Prince George what it's like to you know write about a place with so much kind of destruction and pollution but at the same time it's like beautiful and like natural I don't know it's just like a very interesting kind of dichotomy when did you start writing poetry um (laughs) the first poem I ever wrote I think I was in maybe grade four and it was about a unicorn (laughs) yeah and then I wrote another one when I was like really young about war I remember showing it to our school librarian and I was like really young and she was just like, she's like, oh, wow, that's like, that's really special, Shardy. 
just like thank you <laughs> yeah and then I didn't do it for a really long time and I got back into it probably in my like yeah late teens early 20s and I was just like by that point I realized that there was nothing that was as interesting to me as like language and creating language. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I got to go like pedal to the metal now. <laughs> just write all these poems. Hmm. I'm curious. Okay. So, you know, I have like feelings and opinions and thoughts on the social media scape. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do too, or you wouldn't have written a book of poetry in this sci-fi would you say it's dystopic or I don't know what it is I think sci-fi has been like the easiest way for me to describe it but yeah Yeah, this like influencer wannabe influencer universe yeah what are your thoughts around the current state of social media this desire so many people have to be quote-unquote influencers what that means yeah I have like mixed feelings about social media on one hand I kind of like love it because I feel like it gives you a space where you can kind of be anything you want to be or at least appear that way but then on the other hand it's like I don't know it I feel like it kind of splits your sense of self almost and yeah, I don't know. You kind of have like the way that you exist online and who you are like as a person. And especially with like social uh, media, like micro influencing is becoming a huge thing. So like people who like aren't really celebrities live as if they were like celebrities. And yeah, and that means kind of like turning yourself into like a personal brand and you, I don't know. I just, there's something interesting there about like losing kind of your sense of self and like creating something from scratch. I think that kind of, that was an idea I kept coming back to while like writing the book, but I don't know. I just like fuck around on social media. I don't, (laughs) I don't really use it to any purpose. I feel like I just, there was a while where I was like, oh, I should like try using Instagram to build my poetry kind of career if you could even call it that but these days I just like I can't really be bothered (laughs) Mm. yeah I often think about that every single person who's ever encountered you sees you in a completely different way than you see yourself and has an entirely different story around who you are and what you represent to them and and that's going to be different for everyone, no matter how hard you try and control people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's like definitely something I could read about like a lot. I While I was writing it, I was getting interested in celebrity theory, which is like just this super like a niche, like a field of study where they talk about just you know, what it means to like exist as a celebrity. And often it seemed to kind of come back to just living like a public life and a private life and having those being like two very like separate things. And I just, yeah, it's so like accessible for like anyone to have that kind of splitting (laughs) between the two now. 
but I mean, I don't feel like I draw any big conclusions about it or anything in the book. Like just kind of an observation. Yeah. I love your Instagram aesthetic. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, How would you describe it? Oh, I don't really know anymore. Like, I feel like it's like a haunted cake shop kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I had like more like what I wanted it to like look and feel like when I like started posting. But now I'm just kind of like, I don't even really know what to like say or do on it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) yeah I see that though now I want you to do like go to Starbucks and get some like cake pop things and Mm -hmm. do your next shoot with cake pop yeah yeah in like your like a a bed sheet in your filas or something but pink bed sheet in your filas no you would you would come up with something uh way more beautiful hey I have a question this is like entrepreneurs ecosystem you're a poet you work with us do you have dreams of making money off of poetry? Do you think there's such thing as poetry as a business? You know, a lot of creatives. So for example, you are using poetry in copy, right? Like you are being meticulous. You're using like formulas and being creative within them and, and making some really cool people lots of money. But yeah. What do you think about being a creative person and then monetizing that creativity? I mean, I feel like it's kind of like just a reality of like, if you want to create art, you have to be able to survive. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm like all for it. I wish there was an easier way for me to like make money with poetry. Well, I don't know. Actually, I'm like, I'm definitely supportive of like anybody who has ways that they monetize their like creative practices. I think that, I don't know, I've seen some people offering like poetry, like courses online and like resources. And I think that's really good too, because it just, I don't know, it means that people who are interested in poetry have like access to things outside of like university or like outside of kind of more academic feeling poetry yeah I feel like I've seen a lot of poets that are sort of also in the influencer space and there being a possible business out of that uh rupee core even yeah right or I think it's pronounced Yana Robinson Mm. yeah I don't know of them but yeah, I think for like for someone that big, it's like they would just get probably like promotions and like brand deals and that sort of thing. But like even for somebody who doesn't have kind of like that level of audience, I feel like, I don't know, doing like a poetry course or something like that could be really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, and, no- and then another one that I've seen recently is Emma Zek, but I think she changed her name or something but she was like really her whole thing was sharing her poetry and then this sort of shift happened where where she started coaching and offering like group coaching programs Mm -hmm. retreats but based on similar themes to what she's talking about in her poetry and you can see the connection and 
and you can see it taking off and people really resonating. Because I think there's something about seeing a poem in your feed that captures attention and creates an emotional response in a way that other stuff, the beautifully curated smoothie bowl, (laughs) like frosted berries, or the quote graphic doesn't quite elicit. And there's an intimacy there that you can build so much faster because, well, that's the nature of poetry. I mean, I say I said I just said that out loud, and I'm like, wait, is it? <laughs> uh, who am I to say that? I, I don't actually know, but I feel like if I read a poem someone wrote, that's quite an intimate foray into their into who they are. Yeah, I mean, poetry I feel like just speaks directly to people's emotions, and yeah, like thinking about like why even someone would want to like offer a course. I feel like it's just like teaching people how to like, you know, express themselves and that like really kind of strip down. This is who I am. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I think about it kind of way I feel is so valuable. And like, it's so easy for, you know, our kind of opinions and like thoughts to be like taken away and like, shaped by other people and other just like sources of information having that like strong sense of like self and being able to like write from that I feel like is like so powerful yeah who are some of your favorite poets oh man I have like so many maybe my number one is Chelsea Minnis she's like an amazing writer and just kind of like works in really weird like forms and I don't know. She just has this like tone about her. Like she just like doesn't really care about historic poetry. Like mm. she just like does her own thing. And yeah. Who else do I like? Whenever I get asked that, I suddenly like go just like mentally blank and like take it. Bluettes author. Oh yeah. Maggie Nelson. Super good. Dorothea. I think her last name is pronounced last year last Yeah, I don't know. But her stuff is awesome. I like mostly like probably like American poets. Ben Fama, also love him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any others. (laughs) Maybe we can circle back to that one. My brain reboots. I was looking at like the authors who were published with you on the best 2021 poetry list. And I was like, oh my God, like, Shari, these are your people. These are actually your peers. I understand you're probably one of the youngest people in that book, but like people like Jan Zwicky, um, she's just so incredible. And and that you were like, you're you you are in the same book as Margaret Atwood. I was like, obviously, but also like I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so amazing. Um, yeah, that just triggered me thinking um Anne Carson. Like she's like one of my holy grail writers, like oh. real, like. She's like one of those people who like you like read their work and it just destroys you in like the best way. <laughs> like emotional ruin. <laughs> so that makes me laugh, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. All right, wrote those down. I'm gonna totally binge some, some poetry after this. Do it. Yeah, I'll have to send you guys some like different articles or like different pieces from magazines. 
Mm-hmm. Probably Please a stockpile of them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And we can link to this amazing list as well in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And your book. When does your book come out? Where can where can people find it? It should be in well, I don't know if they would have it at like chapters and indigo and that kind of thing, but definitely like smaller, like independent bookstores, June, early June, but also online um, through Metatron Press's website. Yeah. Or wait list. Can we pre-order? I don't think pre-orders are up yet, but um, I think they're supposed to be up in like mid-April. Okay. So we'll add that to the show links too. To the show yeah. Links. And where, if people wanted to follow you, where would be the best place for them to do that? After shit talking Instagram, you can, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram um, at shari.docx. Can't promise you any phenomenal content, but that's that. But you got uh, haunted bake shop vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poetry in itself, for sure. She used to dress so well for school. Like, I'm not saying like fancy, but like every day she'd come into class and I'd be like, oh, so good. Like, and I feel like your Insta aesthetic is like an up upped version of that just yeah like, it's like the next level it's like yeah oh I feel like my like I got rid of a lot of stuff when I moved recently and I've just been wearing like the same five shirts like every single day every single week for like the past four months and I'm like it's funny because now when I'm like oh I should like take a picture for Instagram I'll be like oh shit, I've worn this shirt like five times in my pictures already. Like, I don't know. I feel like I like don't have enough money to be good at Instagram, but maybe that's just a story I'm telling myself. aesthetic. So do you want to close us off with a poem? Yeah, let me see. I've got my like manuscript open here. A lot of these I haven't even read out loud. So forgive me if it's like, if it doesn't sound the greatest. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just going to read a poem. (laughs) Um, This one's called Hashtag Blessed. Be with me, muse. I'm so low born, slinging French fries and puff sleeves. So wild cider, babe. So post-feudal wheat field party. I know, I know, I'm not your type. I fell from style before hashtag minimalism was a thing. Now thing is a thing, and I'm just another knickknack following like for likes. Haters tell me to eat human shit, but I'm not that girl. You could call me an original. Diamond, dime piece, glittering digit. Muse, I must provoke public adoration. I must be a deity. When my lips burst with colors, will Bacardi, the original light spirit. Speak of calories, I'll forget to record. Gucci slides, palatial water parks, splashing lines, only a true scribe could follow. Beauty corrodes like all currency, but that didn't stop me from investing in Bitcoin. Speak before brunch service ends. Give it to me straight but not too straight. That'd be boring. (sighs) 
beauty corrodes like all currency, but I still bought Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Do we snap? Is that a thing? So amazing. Thank you so much, Shari, for sharing your poetry with us, for sharing your energy with us and your amazing talents at all that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys for giving me time and yeah, it's nice to chat. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to have you back on again after your poetry book is released, maybe just to read more of it and talk more of it, because then you'll really be in business, I guess, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sweet. Yeah, so you can find Shari um, on Instagram and links in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for also sharing your brilliance with our clients and the rest of our team every day. Thanks, Shari. Thank you, guys. Well, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world, take the unfair advantage quiz at shantyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.